As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hey. Oh, there he is. Wow. What's going on? What's up, legend? Wow. Oh, you got the best hand, man. What's the word? <laughs> All good, man. All good. <laughs> Thank you for doing this, man. I'll... Shoot. Appreciate wow. this. I know you're busy. Come on, man. Anytime. Y'all know that. <laughs> they said DA and Marcus Thompson. I said, what? <laughs> Marcus, I hit you right away. Like, man, what time? <laughs> hey, he did too. Right? <laughs> right? Oh, yes, sir. How do I sound now? Sound okay? Did you ask Pop that question? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Okay, here we go. It is another edition of Poops and Jason on the Athletic and it is a finals edition of Hoops Adjacent on the Athletic NBA Show. Everybody's in Boston when we're, as we're taping this. David Aldridge, Marcus Thompson, and our guest, our man, our dude. This is our guy. Now, what's your your official title now? Is di- director of player development? Is that right, Sean Livingston? <laughs> Director of Player Affairs and Engagement. Oh, okay. It's a mouthful. I had to get it it right, man. I didn't get it right. That's me. That's on me. Oh, man. Thank you for coming, man. Thank you for joining in with us. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Three-time NBA champion. That's a nice sound, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. I was on those teams. Man, what is it like not playing, but your team is still in the finals. That's so weird. I mean, not weird is not the right word. I, I got to, I got to think it feels different to you than when you know you're going to play in, in the game and have some impact on the outcome. Yeah, it is. It is weird. Um, I, I can't lie to you. I've been itching this whole, this whole finals, these last two rounds. I mean, the whole playoffs, to be honest with you, but especially the finals, it's like, you know, I, I'm doing my best to, you know, obviously engage and continue to stay, uh, <clears throat> stay positive, continue to give that energy. But, you know, a part of me is just like, you know, it felt like I got a hole in my chest. Like, mm. you know, wow. it's, uh, you know, just itching, man, itching to be on the stage uh, as a competitor, itching to compete at the highest level. I mean, you know, if, if, if you a hooper, I mean, this is creme de la creme, you know, this is what it's about. So, right. um, but obviously the excitement, the rush, 
for the the new guys being on the stage and then for the guy, you know my older teammates uh being back on the stage uh is definitely fulfilling now what was that 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 first year for you like what was it your first was what was it 15 Yep, 2015. And, and what I just just being in that moment, you remember what, how you kind of calmed yourself down, how you kind of focused on, I, I got to do what I need to do. How did you do that? Yeah, I remember the first game. We come out. We're playing Cleveland. Uh, I think this is might be LeBron's like fifth time in a row. Yeah, right, right, right. Yes, that's correct. I think that's Going exactly the, what it was. Five in a row. Yes. Going to the finals. And so I remember we come out, this is all of our first time. And, you know, the first probably, I don't know, 10 shots is long backboard, uh, <laughs> long air ball. It's right? just, we so, <laughs> we so hype. Like, you know, it's just like, sure. man, we want to win the whole series in the first quarter. Right, right, like, right. And it's just like, you know, he's controlling the tempo. He's coming out just controlling the game. Just there's a level of experience that you just really see him uh, needing their team, even though that was a lot of their first times too. But yeah. uh, we we just felt that kind of rush of anxiety. I felt like, and it took us a game, two games to really, you know, settle in. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, to the series and say, right. okay, this is, this is basketball. You know, we, we just, you know, we got to play our game and game plan and, you know, execute just like we done in the other series, but there's, it's another level once you go to the finals. Right. So do you pass that along to a guy like Jordan Poole who's in his first finals and say, yo, it's going to be like that. Just, just don't trip off of it. Just play through it. Absolutely. It's uh my expression to him at the beginning of the year before he kind of, you know, started off on this, this third year was not too high, not too low. Right. Yeah. It's like, man, right. you have to try to stay even kilter. There's too many games. There's too many emotions. There's um, a lot of distractions, especially at this time of the year. This is just what this is, this whole machine and this whole game is kind of evolved into. So um, you have to kind of, stay centered as possible you know people count you out no belief um you know going through the d league you know trying to make it on 10-day contracts being out the nba now to be here as a world champion with my brothers man it's a loss for words you can't put that in words. I'm just grateful. Grateful to God, grateful coach, my teammates. And uh, I'm just, I'm thankful to be here. It's, 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 it's been such a long journey. I had two careers, really, you know. Um, felt like two lives that I lived. And to be here now as a world champion, it's the greatest feeling in the world. It makes the journey worth it. It's sweet. Crossroad, I believe I'm sinking down. Let's bring D 
DA into the conversation here. Welcome to Who Comma is adjacent on the Athletic Podcast Network. I turned it on and I heard Shaq with the barbs and like the bullshit and braggadocio. I was transported right back into it. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I think I rap better than Shaq. With David, David Aldridge. Aldridge. Oh, he's totally playing him. Yes. <laughs> And then he yeah. kept their lungs out in front of everybody on TV. Michael was not your friend. It was popping in there. And Marcus Thompson. I just can't get with this idea of taking one hour of content yeah. and finding the morsel that might pop and blowing at him. Hoops and Jason. Welcome to Hoop 5 4. We have ignition. And it is another edition of Hoops and Jason. The comic is. How are you on this Debut of the 2022 Black God, you a, you a long-time hoop head, man, from little kid, you know what I'm saying? What what do you think it means to be playing a finals game? I know you're not playing, but for you guys to be playing a finals game in Boston against this franchise, you know, not no shade against Cleveland or Toronto, but this is one of the, the premier. You know, Draymond, Steph, Clay, those dudes are like legends. What, what, what does that mean, especially for you growing up on, on the Jordan Bulls and knowing all the history of all this? Yeah, man, it's it's definitely, uh, this is a hoop city. All the tradition, all the history here. It's funny, I was walking into the, um, after watching Winning Time, I was walking into the, to, to the arena like, <laughs> is, is there some ghosts in here? Like, do you, there's definitely <laughs> some bodies in there somewhere. But, um, you know, yeah. it's... It's a different feeling, no question about it. Um, the environment, we, no doubt about it, it will be hostile tonight, right? I mean, the fans bring a different level of, you know, of whatever you want to call it, um, you know, a vile. It's just like the East Coast is different. I played in some of these cities. I'm from Illinois. Yeah, yeah. Midwest is different. Certain places you go to is different. Um, you know, Roracle had some of that, right? When we played er- early, yeah. early on. And so it's like, you know, when you playing in these different type of environments and I grown up, I grew up playing in hostile environments, playing, you know, obviously playgrounds, pro-ams, that type of, I mean, it's just, you know, it gets gritty. And this is one of those cities where, you know, the fans are really into the game. They probably feel they are playing out there. and. You know, they it's not really a lot of boundaries that come with it. So it's like you have to stay focused. <laughs> got to stay focused on the mission and the task. And uh, luckily, we got that experience with, you know, our three guys. Well, I remember when you, you know, at the end of your playing career, right? And you had a few options. One of them was to keep playing. You probably could have been on a bench. You know, you ended up choosing front office. Is You know, we, we just wrote about, like, your impact and people were talking about like how you just have influence and we saw it in a locker room. Is it the same when you got on a suit? You know, do, do you feel like you're having the same impact and is it as fulfilling from the role that you're in? Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. I ain't gonna, I, I can't, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's, uh, it's definitely different. Um, you expect it to be different, obviously, but it's nothing like having the jersey on, being able to speak up in the locker room, you know, wherever you at, on the plane, on the bus, on the court, being able to go and do it and, you know, have a level of, you know, respect to where 
you know, you can get it done. You can, you don't have to always tell them. You don't have to be a rah-rah guy. It's like, look, I'm going to show you. You don't have that here with the suit, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's the long game. It's chess, not checkers. And so with that, it's, you know, finding out. It's really psychology in a way, you know, what motivates guys? What 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 really motivates you? You know, what are you about? And everybody's different. We're all different. You know, for me, it's a lot of uh, using these eyes, using these ears, trying my best to be patient, um, you know, and find a way to where I can mess, I can I can have an impact, you know, maybe from like being an outlet, right, mm-hmm. being an outlet for guys and, you know, a sounding board for guys, you know, and then when when my opinion is uh, solicited, you know, being able to give that honestly. I always wonder, I think there's the, the fraternity of, of professional athletes is so elite, like how you choose to speak to someone when you think they need to be spoken to. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they're going, you know, how, how do you use your credibility as a, as a teammate, as a friend, as a hooper to tell hard truths to guys when they need to hear it? Mm. No, that's a great point. And not everybody's great at taking it in advice anyway, yeah. you know, like, and so it's hard because you don't like me. I, I don't want to come off as a preacher man. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, you know, I guess it's really asking questions and really, you know, trying my best to get to know guys, um, you know, but at the same time, knowing that, now I'm wearing the suit. I don't have the jersey. And so yeah. sometimes, you know, you can be looked at as like one of the, you know, like one of the opponents, <laughs> one of the ops, right? <laughs> right and so it's right, like, right. so it's like I have to get, you know, but I also have the credibility that I play, right? And yeah. I'm still relevant in a way to where I, I played recently. So yeah. um, you know, I'm not I didn't play in the, you know, 70s, 80s to where some of these guys weren't even born. It's like they did just see me playing. Um, so I have that credibility. And then just getting a chance to probe guys and, you know, insert uh, myself, you know, with the right timing as well. It's a long season, right? doesn't have to be every day, but really just finding those different touch points. And some people, some players need it more than others based on, yeah. you know, confidence levels and all of that. This dude is like Yoda, man. I'm telling you, DA. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yo, all it. the wisdom in the world. <laughs> oh, so. Now, you uh, can, can you just talk about, like, what impresses you about Steph? Like, he's 34 years old, and he's in the NBA Finals, and he's still, he's still doing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he's still at such a high level, and you've watched him you know, go from what y'all had on the dynasty, like in 2019 to through the, through the Valley and back up the mountain. Like that's gotta be impressive for somebody who like you, who's seen it from behind the scenes. It is impressive, man. I'll be honest with you. Like us as athletes is, is from a competitive standpoint, you're not really impressed by too much. Right. And if you are, you're not really showing that. Right. Cause it's like, you know, you competitive. Like I, I can do that too. I'm good. You know, like it don't, it's only certain guys, Mike, MJ, right. Maybe, you know, 
LeBron now, Kobe had that like to where they magic, walk in. Yeah. yeah, magic. They walk in the room. It's like all the air just yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just tilts. come out the room. The like, room yo. Tilts. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and Steph, Steph is you know probably he will be he probably is already one of those guys. But what you ask what what I think what really for me like impresses me the most is how he's able to ma maintain that humility, right? And it's like, man, like this dude don't have, you know, he don't ever get mad. He don't ever have a bad day. He don't ever. <laughs> and that's, I know that's not true because, you know, he's human like the rest of us, but how to maintain that level of just, um, you know, that level of focus to where he's, he's, he's constant, you know, and he's staying present. He's staying in the moment. You know, he's, he's not, necessarily looking ahead and or or focusing on what could be or what should be or you know um things that just bring anxiety and things that we all as humans look look ahead to like man this would be you know or this this ain't right or this you know he's always continuing to be himself day in day out uh positive um you know doesn't really matter who you are like you know, you can have a conversation with him. You know what I'm saying? He's going to continue to be respectful. So that go for anybody in the organization, you know, uh, from Draymond, you know, Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, all the way down, you know, all the way to uh, the video, video guys, you know, yeah. and it's like maintaining that level when you really one of those guys, you know, you, you really one of those guys where you walk in and it's like, yo, that's like, he's, you know, he, he's going to be one of them top 10 guys. Right. And so, um, to me, doing all of that, carrying that burden, face of the league, dynasties, everything else, you know, his legacy, but then also like, you know, being the family man, right? Taking care of his family, being that guy, um, you know, it's hard to do in our day and age. It's a lot of distractions out there. Um, and he's, he's constant, you know, he's been constant. He's been consistent since I know him. I mean, what, what, that's what amazes me about Steph because he has he by he has earned the right to be an a hole. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, fool, you like know he could he could do that, and you pass. would have to give it to him because he just <laughs> is that good, right? And he doesn't, and that's what's amazing to me is that he just won't. It's not even something that he wants to be or wants to do, and, and it just it's. I'm amazed by Man, him. Can we be honest? He'd just be like, Draymond, handle that for me. Right. And you might need some of You need those guys, too. Oh, you, you need know? the pepper. You need like the pepper. Mike had sure. Oakley. He yes, had Robin. Yes, yes. You know? And Pip was like that, too. Like some right. Pip. Yes, yes. No question. And Mike was like, but see, Mike, Mike was an a-hole. That's like, you know but, and that's, that, So that's the thing. It's like we've seen yeah. prior iterations yeah of the guys yeah you know what i'm saying and it's like you know without naming the names we know who those guys are yeah. and were and and we who we looked up to and right. so it's almost like man i gotta follow in these steps exactly exactly and to me that's the most impressive thing about steph is like man he it's a real genuine level of authenticity there that's yeah. like it's no, I'm gonna I'm I'm be myself. Yeah, I don't have to. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't have to walk in those shoes, even though they gonna mention you with those those guys. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy, crazy.
to the point you could forget who you're talking to sometimes, right? You yep. forget that this dude is a global icon. <laughs> right. Like I've been talking to this dude and then I'll leave, he'll go his way. And then people are like looking at me like, you talk to him. And I'm like, of course, like, it's just Steph. But in, in their mind, like sure. this dude is huge. So I, sometimes I forget like this dude is, he's huge, but he doesn't make you feel that way. Which no. I don't know how you do that after 13 years. Cause man, me dot. Hey, they couldn't tell you nothing. Hey, hey, watch out, man. Oh man, Marcus Thompson, unbelievable. I'm calling you. uh, It's like when you're in church and like the pastor's giving a sermon and you over there with your phone. I like to begin by repenting for my press conference (laughs) sins. Two questions for you. Uh, one, is there any, I mean, you're a you know, basketball historian. Is there any feel or juice from, your, you know, you're about to play a finals game in Boston against the Celtics, like as, a, as an NBA head? What does that feel like? I don't know why this keeps going off. It's my daughter. She needs to stop. Don't blame uh, it on a kid. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. I don't think I ever actually talked to you about how you decided to stop playing. Like what that was like. It had to be gut-wrenching to kind of go through that process because it's not even a matter of ego. I'm not even talking about that. It's just, this is what I do for a living. You know what I mean? I've been doing all my life. Right, you know what I'm saying? It would be like somebody telling me, well, you can't, you really shouldn't be a journalist anymore. And I'm like, but this is what I do for a living. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even imagine not doing this, you know? So I just wonder how you kind of, processed it how you came to the decision who did you talk to like i can't even fathom it man i'm so glad you asked me that da um so 2019 um coming towards the end i'm already planting the seeds you know i I feel the shift coming um but i i do have other opportunities to go play and when i say play i mean you know be a, a vet than yeah, just, you know, yeah. probably sit on the bench and, you that know, you, help that the young Udonis, guy. That Udonis role. That, that Udonis role. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was like, okay, if I could, you know, 1A is being able to finish out this last year with the Warriors. That wasn't really a possibility anymore. Okay, so can I go to the Clippers and do full circle? Um, you know, that wasn't a possibility. And so I'm like, man, all right, well, my family, I just got, you know, kids, just married, whatever. And I'm, yeah. you know, really, you know, deep down, I'm really 
towards the end emotionally anyway, after those five years, after the journey I've been on, after, yeah. you know, just kind of putting in all the work to get back to the spot. And I didn't play it in about every NBA city. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, I played right. for about all these teams. Right, right, right. I seen you twice, yep. you know? So it's like, <laughs> Two it's tours. Like, man, Two tours with the Wizards. I didn't been on the merry-go-round, you know? So grew up in the league. So I'm I'm towards the end of my emotional bandwidth, um, you know, but – so I got an opportunity to play, but it's just not in, you know, any desirable destinations. And so I'm like, man, do I really want to do that? You know, is my heart in it? Yeah. And, you know, after I, I hit I hit a point in a period, usually around August, end of July, because the season goes till June, I take time off and then I get back in the gym, start working. And that threshold, that date, that date kind of passed. And I'm like, man, I'm, I just really don't have the urge. And, yeah. um, so from that standpoint, it was like, okay, I feel like I'm just, you know, it's getting closer and closer to September. I'm still not in that mode mentally, you know, I can turn it on and just kind of go and, you know, get in shape real quick and then try to just, you know, do my best, but I'm just, I, I wasn't there. And so, when I finally decided, I'm like, all right, you know, like, I'm gonna go ahead. You know, my heart's not in it right now. You know, I'm, 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 I'm done. It was, it was like, it's like a death, you know, like yeah. after that point, yeah. now I've already retired. Yeah. I decided it. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm moving forward. You know, there is a rush of like euphoria, like, man, I did it. You know, like man, it's 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 over. I'm I'm you know I'm on this other side now. It's great. Yeah. And then after that honeymoon, right? Mm -hmm. Or and you know whatever that is, those feelings wear down. It's like man, right? Like what you know? What am I gonna do? Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. and, and like and a legit grieving period. <laughs> it is, yeah. and that's exactly what it is, and that's exactly what. I, you know, I read about, I heard about, I, you know, I, I, I looked at guys, you know, obviously that, you know, struggled and went down the, the, the dark hole. And it's like, you see why, and, and you understand. It. And it's like, now you really live in that. Um, because, you know, this is like you said, MT is something that we've done our whole lives. It's something that I, this was my dream. Yeah. As soon as I picked that ball up, it was like, wherever I go, it go as a kid. And then, you know, um, the Mecca to plan, you know, in the NBA, living my dream. And then, you know, the story I had then playing in the finals, like, right. Like I said, not only that, Dot, like you are a point guard, like right, not only right. you've been playing, <laughs> you've been thinking the game, you've yeah. been like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's, I think that's another level, you know what I'm saying? It's not like you seven foot and somebody pushed you out there. Like nah. you've been in the game for in, years. Absolutely. In it, like not really just, you know, a stiff or just hoop cause I'm tall. Right. It's no. like, no. I know the game Fourth inside, outside, in the draft. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all the way. So, so, so I think all of that was just wearing on me to where it was like, man, emotionally, like, I'm just, you know, like my heart, I just, I don't know if it's in it the same way. Like I had a reason, I had purpose, I had all these things. And then, you know, it was like my shelf life had reached a, you know, a yeah. certain, um, you know, a certain stage. And then after that period, you know, the hardest, the hardest things now was like, you know, finding that purpose, what it is that I love just as much as I love who, 
you know, what, what is that, you know, as a person, as a human being, like y'all, like you said, what am I going to do if I'm not doing journalism? You know, if I'm not doing something that I love to do, it's like, it's the same thing. And then also, you know, your marriage, your kids, your, you know, you, you now, what am I doing? How am I getting out the house? How am I being productive? Right. How am I, um, you know, all of these things. Now you got to face, you know, the people in your life every day. You was on the road. You had a set schedule. Yes. They set your schedule. Right. This is right. what we're doing. We got our itinerary. You know, you don't have that anymore. So that adjustment, how, how are you adjusting? How it, how is your spouse adjusting? How are your kids? So all those things, man, it, it is difficult. I experienced that. Um, you know, I did do some counseling at the time just to kind of like, man, get some things off my chest. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't have any problem saying that. It's like, man, that's it's it's real life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm curious about like, I mean, your career is so wild when you really think about it. Like, like DA said, you went from you've had every role. Yes, right? <laughs> in the NBA, right? Like you've had every role. Like I'll never forget this. Da went when when the Warriors signed out. I got a call from Mark Spears, and he was like, "Listen, call this guy. Like this is one of the real ones, right?" Yep, yep. And like you know, <laughs> we know Spears. that. You know, yep. everybody else know that too. And I was, you know, people say that all the time. It's like, yeah, all right, whatever. But like you, you one of people who every if you say if you hear a bad word about. Sean Livingston, something wrong with you. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> I was wondering, like, does that bring you peace that you did come back from the injury, that you did win a championship, that you are respected, right? Like, does that help at all as you make this decision? Because I don't know what more you could accomplish, but you, you kind of did quite a bit in, in the career from a dude from Peoria, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, that's that's real. It's a hey, Richard Pryor. And, right, and, and I'm I'm in there. I'm in there. You know what I'm saying? You, you you know, P. I'm, <laughs> I'm right up no, under. Peoria produced some players, though. I, didn't, I was just looking this up one day. I like, guess some ballers coming out of Peoria. I, I did not know about no, this. No, we. That's that's why I said I'm, I'm really from one of them parts. I mean, everybody knows Chicago, but yeah. you know we had our lane, and they know us. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, they, they, you know, what I'm saying. So, um, no, that's a good question. Honestly, it's it's a dual. It's kind of like the law of duality a little bit for me with that. Um, at the end of it, you know, to sum it up, what I rest on is the fact that I put the work in and I didn't give up on myself. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, I could stand on that. Yeah. You know, I could really stand on that. I could stand up straight, you know, look whoever in the, in the eye, you know? So it's like, you know, I know the work that I put in. I didn't cheat. I ain't cheat myself. So... That's what I rest on um, as a competitor, as, you know, somebody that, you know, really had all these expectations, wanted to be great and everything else. You know, there are times where it's like, man, you know, I wanted to do more. I wish I could do more, you know, all these different things, you know, like um, just just knowing that I had that in me. You mean like be a superstar? Like Absolutely. Who, yeah, yeah. You, you know, one of them guys. Right. Like, you know, like in that club. So that, that, you know, that part, you know, that part is tough, but I did, I did let some of that go after my injury because I knew I couldn't live my life that way. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and and to get back to the league or to the point where I could even play for the Warriors or play in the finals and do all these things, it's like I couldn't live with them type of regrets. You know what I'm saying? So it is, you know, it is tough sometimes knowing that it's like, man, you know, I really had greatness. You know, I have greatness inside me. So it's like now I use that as motivation, like, yeah. You know, like I want to, I want to continue to strive and try to reach, reach whatever potential that that's in me. You are the, now you one of them dudes that where we just be like, man, y'all don't know. Sean was tough. <laughs> Come on now. Dude was cold back y'all in the day know. now. Would you, would you, if you had it all to do over again, would you still come straight out? 100%. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I drank the, I drank the juice early on. I was like, man, I don't, you know, I want to go to college, man. I got to put some weight on. I got, yeah. you know, I got to do all these things. I got to, you know, I don't take no shortcuts. I'm gonna go ahead and earn my stripes. And then they was like, with the number four pick, <laughs> with the fourth pick in the 2004 NBA draft. The Los Angeles Clippers select Sean Livingston from Peoria Central High School. So we've had two Connecticut players and two high school players taken in the first four picks of this draft. Sean Livingston, 6'7", was going to go to Duke if he didn't make the jump to the NBA. Here's a kid who played with the high school kids when he was in fourth grade. Next year he'll be a couple of months removed from high school playing with the guys in the NBA. Ready to play right now. Livingston is 6'7, an absolute magician with the basketball, a creative handler and passer. And boy, Mike, is he long. He's got a 6'11 wingspan. I think he's going to be an outstanding player. Needs to improve his shot, though, not a good shooter. Andy Katz covers college basketball for us all year round. He's been watching the high school meet leading up to this draft. Andy, your thoughts on these two high school players going in the top four with Livingston here? Well, first of all, Mike, unlike Dwight Howard, uh, who really basically decided last July that he was going to enter the NBA draft. Sean Livingston waited down to the final couple of weeks. He did not sign with an agent until the last couple of weeks. In fact, he was so committed to this process, he drove up from Peoria, Illinois, up to Chicago to Hoops the Gym to work out every weekend with Tim Grover because he still was holding out hope that he might go to Duke. His grandfather wanted him to go to Duke. In fact, back in April, Mike Krzyzewski went out, gave the pitch to Sean Livingston that maybe he should go there for at least one season. And Livingston really thought about this, that if he wasn't going to go in the top five, that he should go to Duke. So he really agonized over this decision. It's been a dozen years since the Clippers took a point guard with their first round pick, Randy Woods, back in 92. But now Livingston here in 2004. Jay, let's talk for a second about Livingston and show people why he has a lot of potential. Well, because he's a true point guard. I mean, he really can see the floor and, and as we mentioned before, an absolute magician with the basketball. The ball is an extension of his hand. Very creative with the ball in his hands. I think he's going to be an outstanding player, but it's going to take him a period of years. We mentioned he's long-armed with a 6'11 wingspan. He's a playmaker that sees the floor. The problem is he's physically weak. At the Chicago pre-draft camp, he couldn't lift 185 pounds in the bench press off his chest even once. No, man. It really was for me the process I went through. I did go through the process. I went through it. Like, I was really going to school. I, I was really taking them trips up to Chicago. Yeah. Uh, on, uh, at the end of the week on Friday, working out with Tim Grover. Yeah. And I ain't hired an agent the whole way through. Um, right. Went through, you know, the whole, um, up until pre-draft. 
so probably April and May, I'm I'm going through the process, and he put he put a work on a workout on for me with about 28, 29 teams. Yeah. Uh, and I never forget Steve Kerr was there because he was GM of Phoenix at the time. Right. So, you know, like after that, you know, Tim was like, man, you know, I talked to so-and-so. They got the seventh pick. They like, ain't no way. There's no way we are taking them. Like we, there's no way. If you get to us, it's done. Yeah. So I'm like, man. You know, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to cross reference and make sure, you know, it's really, it's really that. And then after, after that, man, I'm like, okay, what are my chances? You know, and I'm in that top six, seven range. What are my real, you know, what are chances of me really? Could I be number one, two, three? How bad do I really want to go to college? And, you know, if I do get hurt, what's that risk reward right. profile looking right. like? Yeah. So that, that was what it came down to DA it was like, man, I, you know, the chance of me, this, this, and this was always my dream, right. you know, like right. I never really said, to be honest with you, I wanted to go to college. Right. I, ne I right. never said that. I yeah. mean, I just, I gotta be honest. Like if that might've been my parents or grandparents goals for me, but my goal was always to hit the league. I watched Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder who'd you cook when you got to the NBA that made you be like, Oh no. I made the right choice. <laughs> and who cooked you? That's all. Yeah, real, real. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the Knuckleheads podcast where they say what well, you're, you're welcome to the league? Right, moment. right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Man, my welcome to the league moment was Joe Johnson in the preseason. And I'm like, man, who is? I've never heard. Who is this dude? Man, this dude is six. Eight, 240 like and he's I, I can't stop him you know like he was he was he was he was a monster um and he was like the third option on that team like right, right. <laughs> you know I'm like yo I never heard of this cat and then I mean for me I think it was uh first game it might have been in the preseason you know I had a couple decent games but uh first game we came out you know and I think I'm playing against Ray Allen you know, and it's like, you know, I, he got game, you know, Jesus Shuttlesworth. Jesus Shuttlesworth, baby. You know, and so I'm like, okay. But he can't stay in front of me. You know, I'm like, he can't, he can't check me, though. You know, and so it's like, all right, you know, like, I, I can play in this league. You know, I, I can, I can play in this league. Now, he, he was, he was a dog, too, now. But um, that was, that was, for me, it was Ray Allen. So, D.A., his answer is he cooked Jesus, and that's how he cooked <laughs> I ain't say all that now. I might have had like six or eight points. I ain't, I ain't say all that. I ain't say that. Oh, man. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out. Birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys and Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, 
or marathon training all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Just like when you watch Boston, what do you see in terms of how they've grown this year and and the, and the, the difficulties they present to you to your squad and to any squad you know at, at this stage of the season? Yeah, well they they've been a team that's been right on the cusp. I think 2018 they had a, a chance conference they went finals, to the conference yep. finals, yep, right? Yep, so yep. so they've been right there. Um, and so now just being able to gain that experience, which I hope our young guys gain, right? I hope they want to come back next year and take it to another level. That's how I felt when I hit the playoffs for the first time. It's like, oh, pfft. like we really can run this. Like we can win this. We can run this league. Like, you know, um, and I feel like they have that metal that they built up. Yeah. Um, and you watch them now, you watch the series that they've gone through in the Eastern Conference, um, beating Brooklyn um, handedly. Yes. Right. And then, and then Milwaukee going through them, them, you know, going through that war. Yeah. And then Miami, obviously, um, you know, fighting with them, scrapping. So it's like they're a team who, you know, they don't really get flustered. Yeah. They got a couple of vets on their team that have been through it. And then even their main guys now, even though they're young are young vets, similar to kind of my first year with the Warriors. It's like Draymond might've been the youngest guy and mm -hmm. he four year guy from out of Michigan state. Right. So it's right. like, you know, they believe 
which is where it starts. They believe like they supposed to be here. They supposed to win. And so, um, you know, and they're challenged because they got talent and, and, you know, they, they have size and athleticism, you know, and, and coaching and, you know, so, um, they're definitely a formidable foe, uh, opponent. And, you know, I, it's, 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 it's a scrap. It's, it's going to, it's going to be a scrap. I think it's going to be a fight all the way through and through. That's one of your old school, old school type scraps. Huh? That's a nineties team. Huh? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be worried about Robert Williams, man. Dude is such a monster, but I feel like his knee going to fall out every time. It's like, that's crazy. Come man. on, man. Don't ruin your career. You know what I'm saying? As oh, great as he is, but yeah. he, he troubles hey, me, man. <laughs> I know. I know, man, but it's, I, you know, I commend him, you know, cause from a standpoint of like, it's old school when you hear, it's like we hear. You know, and we really don't talk about it because if you out there, you out there. I mean, how many guys that play hurt, you know, in the finals playoffs that you oh, know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, that's just, it's just how I go. Dude, I tell the story all the time, Sean. When I was, um, oh, God, where I can't remember where, whichever network I was at. So we were covering the Jazz and they were playing, I think, Seattle in the playoffs one year. And Stockton couldn't even extend his arm because his elbow was so jacked up. <clears throat> And it was swollen and purple and nasty looking. And I was, I was thinking all of what I was going to ask him was, are you at all worried that Gary's going to take a shot? You know, he's going to, he's going to take a shot or he's going to hack you. Dude, I didn't even, I said, John, are you concerned? This was pregame. So I was at his locker and he looked at me and Jay, you can, you can leave this in or not. He said, if you ask me about my fucking elbow, I'm going to break yours. (laughs) We good, oh, John. Wow. <laughs> and it's, and, and, but that's that was the mentality. So it's like when you, you know, like when you have either you have that mentality in you, yeah. or you grew up around it and you've seen it, you watched it, and so it's like you know how this go. Yeah, that's just man. It was, it's just like man. Don't give my opponent any edge over me. I'm not holding it. I'm not hurt. Right. I'm yeah. not. You know, like we we out here. We hold. Even though that's, you know, probably far from the truth. Right, right. It's like, man, you get out there, you know, somebody is, they got a sore finger, sore wrist or whatever you, (laughs) you know, like. (laughs) They hunting it. Hey. You're not trying to hit the finger, but you are just going to swipe. My hands was up, though. My hands was up. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, man. This is. I like I like how Boston got a little bit of that to him though. Like them, like Tatum, you know, you can see he got it in him. Jalen Brown, like obviously Marcus Smart, them dudes don't quit, man. They 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 have a relentlessness to them that it's it's just refreshing, you know. Like you just see it. It ain't that much flopping happening. It ain't that much, other you than, know. Other than Marcus, Marcus, this is what Marcus Smart does. That's what he does, you know. But like you don't. See, it's just nothing soft about those dudes, right? Right. I, right. So if, if it, whoever wins, to me, if like if the if the Celtics win, like how crazy is that? They beat Steph, Dre, and Clay. Like you just don't beat them. And like without without injury or something happening. After beating KD win, and Giannis. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you got you got to tip your cap to them. And if the Warriors win, like they beat they beat some real G's out yes, here. Yes. Like, it's, that's a big deal. Absolutely. No, they, I mean, they went through the fire. That's what I said. I mean, in the East this year, it was, it was a, it was a bloodbath in the East, you know, it felt like, especially, 
you know, starting with them, like that could have been a conference finals, you know, Brooklyn and Boston anyway. No right. Doubt. So, um, you know, so they, they've earned the right to be here. And like I said, they believe like they supposed to win. Yeah. Um, so that's, it is, it is refreshing to see. It is refreshing to see. And the thing that you, that, that I love about their fans, even though some of the fans are, are rockheads in some ways, you know, but if, if, if y'all put that, that, that whammy on them, y'all get that 12 0 that you usually do. And, and y'all up by, by 20 in the second quarter, I guarantee you, if they score four points in a row, their fans will be right back in the game. They'll be down 16, like, no problem. We got this. They don't stop. They don't need no organ. They don't need no scoreboard. They are in it for four, all 48. These fans are nuts, man. But I mean that in a good way. <laughs> like, let, let me ask y'all a question, because y'all been covering hoops for a long time now. Where would you put their fans as far as, you know, like a ranking, a pecking order of like, you know, the fans who you feel, I'm not going to, you know, are a place you don't want to play. No, right? no, no, no. This is the only place I, the only place I ever rooted for, I ever rooted for a team. I'll tell you the story, Sean. This was 1990. So they playing the Knicks and it was, it was a best of five back then. So there's game five up here at the old garden. And so I'm sitting with our seats are on the baseline and dude, so I can't see him. I hear him though. They calling you an all kind of monkey ape. Oh, it was awful. It was horrible. This is the, and it's the only time in 31 years of covering the NBA. It's the only time I rooted for a team. I was rooting for the Knicks that day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was terrible. Now it's much better now than it was then. It's much better now. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's better. Just a so, little bit. <laughs> you know, now I I know people, I know some who some of the guys, the players always say Utah's really bad. Um, I know, you know, Russ thinks Utah's really bad, and there's a couple other spots. I it's hard to rank them. I I'm sure I'm sure it's still in the in the arena. It'll be in the arena, but there is so much better now than it used to be. Right. <laughs> At Utah, we, I, we were in Utah for the We Believe when they went. Yeah. And they they didn't even say nothing yet, but you could feel it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you just felt, you know, I mean, it's no secret. Like, it's first off, it's all white. Yes. Right? Yes. All of it. Yeah. And they've got that fervor, and it's on top of you. So it's like, oh, this is loud. They're just remember, loud like, in Utah. You know, so it's loud. Just like, loud. It's different. <laughs> and, you know, obviously, you know, Jay Rich and Stack, they heard all kind of stuff, but. I just remember, like, they didn't have to say nothing yet. Right. Know, like, yo, we're, we're, I'm looking for the exit. Yo, bro. Like, this, ain't, this ain't DC. This ain't New York. Uh, yeah, nah, nah, bro. Like, yo, it, it was, I just remember that feeling, like, yo, I, I see what y'all saying. And then I started thinking, what was it like in 98? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 97. Oh, it was man, just this so like... loud. It was the loudest for the finals. It was so loud. Like, it was, it was painfully loud. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it was right. like, I can't even describe it. It was the it was so high pitched. It was painful to listen, and it was just the volume. And you're right, and they're right on top of you in Utah. You know, like it's the way the building is is constructed. So, do you feel that fans or arenas are as loud now as they were 
in, in those 90s no, or 2000s, right? No, like, no, no. Yeah, it's not yeah. close. It's yeah. not close, man. Yeah. I mean, old Chicago Stadium, man. That's it's not exactly. even close. The old Detroit, uh, you know, back in the day when they first, even before they moved into the palace, but when they first moved into the palace, Sa- John Sally had the best, the most accurate line. He said, "When I when I first got to Detroit, we were playing in front of the auto workers." And now we're playing in front of the auto executives. And I said, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> you know. Hey, and, we yeah. we experienced a little bit of that. No, <laughs> d- no doubt. A little bit. No not doubt, a little right? bit, man. Right? <laughs> oh, man. I remember Oracle used to be like the most expensive club in Oakland. Right. Like, like, it's, where you went, it's where you went to the club. Right. And it was like, you know, right. Put your you good really clothes on, it. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, used to be that. <laughs> hey, I get it. I played yeah. for the Clippers, so I know how right? you know. It's like, right? man, them them tickets. They was you know they they was giving a lot of them tickets out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you know, last thing I want to ask you, Dot, you um you ain't old, so I want you. You are you even thirty five yet? <laughs> <laughs> but but I would wonder, have you had that moment yet where you was like, you know what, I could get back out there, and then you did it, and you was like, nah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. This year, actually, I think was the first time I played competitive and it was like one on one. I think I played with, uh, you know, a couple couple of the guy, one of the guys we were playing just a one on one game. I, I started working out this year. You know, I'm getting back in shape, just, you know, lifestyle. Right. So right. I'm like, all right, you know, feeling good. Get out there. <laughs> About two weeks, I'm limping, <laughs> knee swole. What's going on, man? <laughs> man. Hey, oh, you were, it was confirmed, right? Yeah, hey, I made the right decision. Welcome, welcome to the this side. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go on YouTube now. I gotta, you, you know, know, it's all in the mind now. <laughs> you ever, you ever want to coach? You think you want to get into coaching? No, honestly, I think I, I think I could, I think I could get in coaching down the line. Right. Not Um, now. Not now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm still to the point where the schedule, you know, I want to be with my family, young kids, you know, flexibility, all those things. I'm, you know, so, but eventually I I think I, I think I could make a good coach. I think I got the temperament for it. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. And you you have yeah. to, you have that that email quality, you know, like guys are gonna listen to you because they respect you. You know what I mean? Like they know your journey and your path, and and so when you when you say something, people are gonna listen. I think email's done a hell of a job. He really though, has. hasn't he? It's been it's been amazing. But because he's he's himself, he's the same guy he was as a player, as an assistant coach. He's the exact same guy, and I think that's what guys respect that consistency, right? That's Every right. day. So, man, Sean. Go go watch your team tonight, man. I, I appreciate we appreciate you so much joining us, man. This was great. Thank you for sharing your story, your journey, so that some of the young heads maybe that listen can understand what this league is about. Because you embody to me what this league is about. You know, people sticking True point with guard, it. baby. You know what I'm saying? Like a guy that True point had guard. a dream. He saw his dream, realized he had challenge. He got challenged in a way that almost nobody has ever been challenged, overcame that, and wound up being a champion, man. So, you know, blessings to you and the family, man. And, uh, you know, we'll see you at the spot tonight. Absolutely. Right on, fellas. Thanks for having me. All right. And I'll see y'all soon, brother. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for listening. Leave that five-star review on Apple, on Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get this fine American podcast. Now, Marcus, 
even for our friends here in Boston, if they don't want to leave five stars in that review, what do they need to do? Need to keep it to themselves, you haters. Haters. Damn. <laughs> Stick that Utah crowd on. <laughs> I don't want to kill Utah too bad, but it's got to be Utah, bro. I think it's hey, Utah. Utah. Be, uh, I think they were saying some wild stuff. Hey, hey, they got to be in the top, top two. Oh, it's Utah. No, no.